The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to this special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. For today's show, I've got a couple guests. I'm really excited about this. We've got our NFL insiders, Kevin Alefsky and Brian Highfill with us, but our special guest, our Detroit Lions insider is Molly Murray. Molly was a basketball player for the University of Michigan, a huge Michigan fan, all things sports go blue, right? I'm sure we'll hear that quite a bit uh, throughout today. Uh, also, Molly has uh, the great misfortune of being a Lions fan in Chicagoland. And so, Molly, before we get into anything else, what's that like? Can you kind of just like tell us, you know, what does that what does that feel like to be a Lions fan in 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 bear territory? Yes, <clears throat> well, I can sum it up um, in a, a very nice visual visual for you. So, outside of my home, we have a, a flag post, and the tradition is that if your team wins, the flag gets to hang for a while. So, I'm married to I don't know a somewhat Bears fan ish she doesn't really follow the nfl as much she's more of a college person right so if michigan wins michigan's out there she went to notre dame so notre dame wins notre dame's out there we actually have a house divided flag too when michigan and notre dame both win well when the lions flag is flying it's very very funny to watch people walk by because they literally stop in their tracks and look as if they were teleported to the state of michigan <laughs> or they are not quite sure where they are and then they usually giggle they giggle and they continue on going. So um, that's what it's like. People stop puzzled and then they laugh at you and then they walk on by. So the Lions have had some tough seasons. Now, this is coming from a Bears fan who has seen lots of tough seasons. So, and our Vikings fans here know the exact same feeling, right? So you're, in, you're in good company. Um, how do you stay connected to the team being so far away from it and, you know, still, still wanting to be a part of it? Sure. So I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the majority of my extended family is still there. I'm like the only one that got away. So we connect with each other, commiserate mostly with each other. Um, and that's how we, we really, we stay connected that way. Uh, watching games together through text, man, just had some really interesting Thanksgivings. I'll talk about that a little bit later. It's just, it's the thing that keeps us all together. It's the gift that keeps on giving or the curse that keeps on giving. And so I guess I stay connected with my, my Michigan family. Absolutely. That's, that's funny. I didn't even think to talk about that. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say when we are talking about the Thanksgiving game, right? Every year, you know, the Lions are going to be on for sure. And that's a game you get to watch. Uh, I know Brian and I uh, always get excited when somehow, some way we'll get to watch the Bears or the, the Vikings play. And we'll, we'll talk about it at all of our, our family get togethers. Molly, if you're okay with it, I'd love to just dive in. We've got some questions. We definitely want to talk to you. The most pressing thing, Kevin was reporting about this uh, yesterday on our Bears uh, Packers postgame podcast, that Matt Patricia is no longer the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, we have made a lot of fun of Matt Patricia. And so I want to hear it from a Lions <laughs> fan. What are your thoughts on him as a hire uh, the firing and maybe also any future candidate coaching candidates that you're kind of looking at. Yeah. So I think overall 
there was a lot of excitement about him when he was first hired, you know, being a Belichick disciple um, and just really thought he was going to right the ship. But overall, I think general consensus is he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, but maybe not good enough. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch some of those games where you felt like I, I didn't see any emotion. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess there was just a lot of hype. And then a letdown, but in true Lions fashion, it kind of played out the way <laughs> everybody thought it might. So, um, you know, I, being a former collegiate basketball coach, I hate seeing anybody get fired. It's not a good feeling. It's awful. Um, so I don't, I don't love that. I don't jump up and down when I see that happen. But sometimes it's the, it's the right decision. You know, that's funny that you say that. I've been thinking about that quite a bit because Matt Nagy is on the hot seat right now for the Chicago Bears. And he's a, he's a coach that I really like. As a, as a human being, he's honest in his press conferences. He seems to be forthright in his answers. And, you know, you just think, I, this is a human being that I, I like and I think that I could be friends with. And, yeah. and you forget when we're calling for these people to be fired that they are real human beings. You know, that's something that we yeah. tried really hard at the Bear Down Report podcast to, to talk about is that, you know, we don't have hard feelings towards any of these people, but it's when you say these things, hey, this person should be fired, right? Of course, people are going to take it, it personally. Is, For sure. Is it Jim Caldwell? Is, is, are, are Lions fans missing him? Or, or is, it, is it you're on to somebody new and you'd rather see a new coach? I don't know. I, I think, it, my opinion, watching the, <clears throat> watching the Lions, it's a very hard thing to do on this household too because I, 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 my family just avoids me and they, and they leave the room and it's like they lose me for four hours. So there are times where I'm just like, I – I'm sorry, I can't do this to you guys, and you know, I don't, I don't watch. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just know at this point in the season, I feel like the Lions gave up on their coach. They gave up playing, and if a change right now helps the last five games, great. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people are going to be out there hoping they tank the last five games too for various reasons. But I don't know. I, I, I can find a reason to get excited about it, but. I'm not sure what the answer is. Brian or Kevin, I'm curious to hear from you guys, your kind of thoughts on, on this coaching decision. Um, where do the Lions go from here? I, I think, honestly, I mean, uh, Matt Patricia, to me, uh, you know, just like Molly mentioned, there was a ton of hype when he was brought in coming from Bill Belichick. But like so many other people that have come from Bill Belichick um, under his tree, they, they just don't pan out. Um, I, 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 it's so funny. And, and I, and I'm not, I don't mean funny as in uh, despair for lions, but I really kind of look back at Patricia's career and tenure as the coach. And it really sort of reminds me of Jim Schwartz uh, career mm -hmm. and you're with the lions as well, uh, you know, supposed to be this defensive guy, you know, takes over a team, um, you know, kind of brings this sort of, almost an attitude where like, you know, if you don't like what I have, uh, you know, to run or my scheme, then, you know, you can just, you can just walk. And, mm -hmm. you know, that might work in college, but these are grown men and these are, you know, their jobs. And so they don't like it if a, a younger head coach and, and Patricia was and, and still is, 
um, and, and so was Schwartz when he first came in. You know, they had a lot of talent there. And, and that's, you know, that's, I think, the saddest part about the Lions. And I can say that because the Vikings have been there too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not harping on the Lions. There's a lot of talent there on that team. Um, and they seem to just constantly waste it. And, and whether that's coaching or, you know, you know, the scheme that these guys are trying to run, but um, there is often a lot of talent there. And forever, for whatever reason, it just seems to get wasted. I think it's the right move to move on from Matt Patricia because it was obvious that what he brought to the table was wearing thin on players um, and it wasn't resonating with them. And just real quickly, I know I'm rambling. I think making a move can be really beneficial in a lot of ways um, for the players. If you cut what is seemingly the problem off at the head, it puts everybody else on blast because now they're saying, Hey, I've got a job too. So I could be expendable. And, you know, you saw it when Dan Quinn was let go uh, by the Falcons, the very next week, the Falcons came up and smacked their team in the face. Um, who, who was that, by the way? Wasn't that the Vikings? That has a motivating factor in a way. Um, I think Matt Patricia will latch on somewhere. Um, it might take another few years before he's a head coach candidate. And hopefully he'll learn from it, you know, just like Josh McDaniels hopefully will learn. And just like, you know, Schwartz and all those guys who are failed as their first year in, in, hopefully go on to careers. Cause like you said, Ryan, they are people, you know, they're human beings. Brian, I, I want to come back to something that you said and, and Molly, I, I want to hear your thoughts first, Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. There, there are a lot of people that are making comparisons to Barry Sanders, a truly really good player that has just been on some teams that can't seem to get it done. And it's clearly not his fault. What did, what does a player like that mean to Detroit lions fans? Hope. Simply hope. You still have a franchise quarterback. You still have the potential to, um, Brian's point, capitalize on that talent. Um, I just, I feel bad for the guy. I just do. And I, I still think he means a lot to Detroit fans. Um, and they, and they are still behind him. He's, I mean, he's tough. Nobody's going to argue that. The, the, the guy will get it done. It just hasn't happened. Just a few statistics, Kevin. I know you are just dying to talk about Matt Stafford. Uh, you've mentioned it more than a few times. So on the season, he's got 2,876 yards, 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a damn good quarterback. I, I think to, to kind of give us the whole story, right, I, I did my research because I, I love uh, Matthew Stafford. I've always kind of loved him. Whenever we played Detroit, he's always been someone to watch because – of the very points that we just brought up is the fact that, you know, he's in a, a land of either one or two other talents around him, but that's it. Very often we would see coaching schemes or coaching stabs that seem like they're kind of getting in his way rather than helping him move forward. I mean, drafted num number one overall in 2009, you go from a Detroit Lions team that was zero in 16 in 2008 to a couple years later in 2011, they were in the playoffs at a 10 and six season losing in the wild card. So I think Matthew Stafford is a huge part of that. And when you look at today, you know, where is he at? I mean, it's, it's been a while since uh, he's been originally drafted, but I saw a stat um, come up recently. That was um, most drop passes uh, for, for quarterbacks. And it was Carson Wentz at 29, who I think is very, very similar to Matthew Stafford in kind of a similar situation 
Uh, Tom Brady had 28 drop passes, and then Matthew Stafford with 25. So that 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 is the kind of caliber quarterback that Stafford is, and I think that the quarter the the head coach, like you guys were mentioning, to bring it back there, the head coach that comes in will have a heck of a decision to make because Stafford's uh, contract is up in 2023. Um, next year, he's set to eat up 33 million in cap space. So that next head coach, I'm sure, has to have a plan. Do you go strong after a quarterback in the next draft? Do you have, you know, give him a year under uh, Matt Stafford to to get a um, to you know get some practice on him, or do you say this is still our guy and we're still moving head ahead with him? Because honestly, I still think he's got it in him. Well, he's got some weapons too. You know, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Marvin Jones, and the one that I'm when we're talking about matchups later, Molly Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. as an mm-hmm. NIU alum. I mean, watching him play in college. He, he just took over games, and it seems like it's translating uh, to, to the pro game as well. I think Molly hit the nail right on the head, and, and Kevin certainly backed it up with statistics. I think Stafford, um, he, he does sort of provide that, that hope, right, for a franchise. We've seen teams like the, the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Minnesota Vikings, who just kind of have this revolving door of, is this the guy? No, it's not. Is this the guy? No, it's not. Um, you know, the Bears. Oh, yeah, the Bears. You You're know, just rubbing salt in an open wound. Thanks, I'm buddy. There. I'm there, man. I'm there. You know, but I, I think it's the hardest position to fill. And the guy, he isn't Aaron Rodgers. He isn't, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But Matt Stafford is a sensational tier two quarterback. And, you know, Kevin's 100% right. Some of these stats that he's putting up, I mean, He's throwing in 2015, 67%. He's completing 67% of his passes. And then he stays around 65% for the next four or five years and throwing 30, 40 touchdowns. Um, now, you can argue that maybe they were playing from behind, but it doesn't matter. The guy's a, a gamer. I, I remember real quickly that game against Cleveland, his rookie year. And you talk about winning over a locker room. Uh, Detroit's driving at the end of the game. Uh, Cleveland had surrendered like this huge, you know, 21 point lead. And so Detroit scored like, you know, 20 unanswered points. Right. And instead of kicking the field goal, uh, you know, the, the extra point to tie it, uh, I think this was Jim Caldwell or no, no, it was Schwartz. Um, he just goes, you know, we're going to go for two and we're going to win this thing and end it. Well, the play before on the touchdown Stafford gets just crushed and his shoulder separates. And, you know, their injury timeout and they pull him away and he goes, and he's literally fighting off the trainers. He's like, no, 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 absolutely not. And he goes in with a separated uh, shoulder, uh, uh, his non-throwing shoulder, takes the snap, literally just pumps it right into the back of the end zone uh, for the two point in the win and then just collapses after that. I mean, anybody else in a rookie and he's like, hey, I'm going to win over this locker room. I think he's a baller. I think um, Detroit should be thrilled that they have a guy like that uh, the unfortunate part is his age and his injury history and his salary you're looking at what is the next step what do we do um so I, i'm i'm rooting for the guy for sure molly how do you see the rest of the season playing out and do you have do you do you, do you have a 
I mean, would you rather see them lose out for a higher draft pick? It's not like they're looking for one of these quarterbacks that's coming out this year, right? I mean, obviously no. they, they could use some good players. Or would you rather see them be competitive all the way to the end? I would rather I would rather see them be competitive. I understand there's a lot of folks out there that probably would disagree, but you know, with a healthy roster and, and a lot of the points we've already made with with Stafford, and I hope to see a different energy. I, I just I hate when people call us the laydowns instead of the lions, and that's what I feel like would be happening. So I I don't think I can get behind that. I'd like to see a competitive record of the year. Molly, I'm excited to ask you this question: mm-hmm. Your favorite all-time Bears-Lions matchup. It could be a game, Mm. it could be some players, it could be anything that you want, but your favorite all-time. Okay, so I had to go back into the archives a little bit on this one, Um, and I I loved Herman Moore. I loved him. Um, Of course, Kelvin Johnson, most people are going to remember, and Barry Sanders, synonymous with the Lions. Um, I go back to Thanksgiving. It was was 1997. I know. I was a senior in college and I remember watching um, Thanksgiving not with family because I was playing basketball so we were at some tournament and got to, to see the game and playing the Bears and he Barry Sanders himself destroyed the Bears so I can't say it was one particular matchup it wasn't one it was the entire Bears defense just resurrected out of a pile I don't even know how he did it jumped out of it and was gone I don't know if that – I think that one was against the Bears. I don't know if it was that game. But anyways, point being, he he destroyed the Bears in that game. Um, and it was super fun to watch. I believe it was 2010. I was at Soldier Field. Calvin Johnson, I think it's known as the pass that changed really the rule. Um, and, again, I don't know who his matchup was. But, uh, again, this goes back to being a Lions fan in Chicago at the game we're in close to one of the end zones I don't know Heather my wife got the tickets for me I'm of course head to toe lions she's head to toe bears and Detroit's winning the majority of that game it's very very close well into the fourth and Calvin Johnson seemingly makes this amazing catch but then it wasn't so I'm standing celebrating and I am thinking this is it and it wasn't, it was overturned, and then the Bears won, and I sat for the rest of the game, just just sat with my head down, surrounded by Bears fans, and Bears fans just kept bringing me beers. They literally, if I was empty, there was just an amazing support group around me. They felt so bad for me, that they just kept giving me beer after beer after beer, because they knew it's so funny that you, it's so funny that you say that because when you said earlier that your your family doesn't want to be around you during the game, every one of us knows exactly how you feel, right? If you you're watching your team and it's not going the way that you want it to, right? No. My my wife Kate will avoid me like the plague. <laughs> Just like I don't like you when you watch football. <laughs> Nope. That's an amazing story. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, and so you know, it, it it definitely was Peanut Tillman on Calvin Johnson, which was okay. by okay. far my favorite battle. Watching those two go back and forth, and there were a lot of wins by Calvin Johnson and a lot of wins by Peanut Tillman. Peanut Tillman, for some reason, just had this uh, ability to punch the ball out. Not with Calvin Johnson, but he had a few interceptions when those two would go against each other. 
And mm -hmm. every time you knew that they were going to play the Lions, that was the one that I was clued in on every single time. Kevin, Brian, do you guys have one that, that you wanted to watch? Well, I was, I mean, obviously I kind of come from the same era of the, you know, the Calvin Johnson and the, you know, Charles Tillman um, and, you know, Char uh, remember Charles Rogers, the wide receiver that Detroit drafted like number one overall because he could, or very high up. He was almost like the Troy Williamson for the Vikings, um, mm -hmm. blazing fast and, you know, but had bricks for hands. Um, <laughs> I was watching football when those two teams maybe weren't necessarily having the great historic matchups. I mean, when I think about Bears-Lions, all I can think about is, gosh, I would love to have been down on the sidelines and listening to Mike Singletary yelling out to Barry Sanders. Um, and, you know, those two just Hall of Famers, you know, talking smack but having total mutual respect for each other. You know, that's when I think about all-time Bears-Lions matchups, it's, it's got to be that. And then mine – Mainly just to, to make Jack Wright angry is uh, Matt Stafford uh, and Jay Cutler. And that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> oh, man. I can't, uh, you know, I can't, I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to bite. I, yeah, I think he's, <laughs> he's already angry about it. Uh, I can hear him screaming now. Barry Sanders, I just want to say this, thinking about some of the all-time greats to ever play the game, he, he's clearly on that list. Walter Payton is clearly on that list. And now you guys have Adrian Peterson, who is also climbing his way up that list. Uh, so, so Adrian Peterson has 444 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, he just ran all over the Bears that first game. Uh, what have you kind of thought about watching him in a Lions jersey? I was excited at first because that's what happens when anything, any move the Lions make, I'm like, I can, I can rationalize and make it a positive thing because that's what I want to happen, right? I don't know. I, I was, at first I was excited, then I wasn't, and then I got made fun of because I was excited about it. And then, you know, he's forever in my mind, he will be a Viking forever. And so it's strange to see him in the Honolulu blue. And, but Hey, if he can score some touchdowns, I'll, I will ride the Adrian Peterson train right out of here. Brian, Kevin, what is it like for you watching Adrian Peterson wearing the Honolulu blue? I, I think it's very similar. The way you just described it all, it was perfect. It's a very similar way to when we had Brett Favre and it was, Oh my God, Brett, you like, Oh, it's Brett. Favre. Wait, Wait, Brett Favre's on our team. Wait, he's 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 leading us through the playoffs right now. Wait, what's going? I don't um, go Vikings. I think uh, so. Like, I'm happy because if Adrian Peterson thinks he can play, let the dude play. He's a legend, a living legend right now. So um, I'm happy when I see him against against the Lions, or even if he's playing against the Vikings. Because heck, if he has a great day against us, I'll be like, dang, we'll get him next time. But man, that dude can play. I, I totally agree, Kevin. Uh, you know, I, you know, he sort of bounced around for some teams, you know, Arizona, the Saints, Washington, you know, you know, he had a cup of coffee with Arizona and, and New Orleans, but like, I, I, I see him being, I see him finishing out his career with Detroit. I hope that he finishes out his career for the next couple of years with Detroit. He can still play, you know, the game on Thanksgiving against the Texans, you know, he puts up two touchdowns, 
you know, he's not blowing the, the, the statistics with his rushing numbers, but, you know, he's still he's, – he's carrying it at the goal line. I mean, Swift is the future, right? Swift is the future. But to have a guy like Adrian Peterson in the locker room even from that standpoint, you know, especially if Detroit, you know, sort of cleans house and goes young, um, you know, has a new head coach coming in, you know, they might want to lean on Adrian Peterson's experience and his knowledge of the game um, and what he brings to that division. And, and Kevin just mentioned this, gosh, when we did our podcast and we were talking about division rivalries, to have Peterson in that division is so cool and so storybook to end his career. You know, how fitting would it be if he goes out playing the Packers and the Vikings, um, which is what he should be doing. Um, I love it. I think he's got a good home there, and I hope they keep him. All right. Mitch Trubisky is back in the starting role, and against the Detroit Lions, he has fared pretty darn well as of late, throwing 12 touchdowns and only one interception. Molly, does that change the way that you view this game in any way, shape, or form? No, it doesn't. I I understand um, there are – 32 teams in the NFL. Is that correct? Okay. Um, and Detroit ranks what offensively and defensively? Out of those 32, I'm going to go with 25 and 26. Um, and the Bears, I think their defense is what, top five? Just, just a, a it, guess It's there? definitely fallen off as of late. We'll, we'll, we'll check okay. those numbers, but it, it's not as good as it has been. Okay. Um, so, no, that, that I, I, unfortunately, I, I feel like we are banged up and we're struggling to score and against a defense that I think is strong. I, I don't think it matters if it was Foles or Trubisky back then. Is there a matchup for this game that you guys are excited to watch? I'm excited to see how many uh, points Prater puts up. I don't think it's a matchup, but <laughs> man, going from Denver wow. to Detroit, he he's been stellar. I mean, you you guys know that. I mean, it's just how many games he has won. He, he's it's almost automatic, Mister Automatic. I totally agree. Yep. I'll tell you guys the one that I'm really anxious to see if Kenny Galladay does come back again. I know I'm, I'm harping on this point again, but NIU alum and he just has been electric when he's been out there. And so if he is healthy, uh, he's only got 338 yards and two touchdowns this season, but man, if he finds a way him and Matt Stafford clearly have a connection and that will be a fun one to watch against the bears secondary, which has been stellar until the Packers game. Kevin, Brian, any matchups that you're looking forward to in this game? Yeah, they're both they're both question marks as, as of right now. But um, uh, we, we've mentioned him as his name before. The future of uh, the Lions' backfield, DeAndre Swift. Um, he was the the second running back picked in in the last uh, 2020 draft, and um, his first start, his official first uh, first official start uh, for the Lions was against Washington in week 10. He did six, 16 rushes for 81 yards, one touchdown, and um, that averages to about five yards a carry and five receptions for 68 yards. This guy can do everything. And I remember the last time that the Lions played uh, against the Bears, the game-winning catch was in Swift's hands in the, in the corner of the end zone, and he dropped it. I don't know if he's going to drop another one like that. I think he's gotten better as time has progressed. He's been out for the last couple of weeks with a concussion. So hopefully 
if he can get back into the fray, um, I'm looking for him against Hicks because Hicks has, Hicks has been out. I don't know if you've heard anything on his update. If he, if he plays, you know, I think that improves, obviously, the Bears' defense a lot. So that would be a great uh, competition to look for. Akeem Hicks was a game-time decision. A lot of Bears fans are hoping to have him back. The difference when he is in there and when he is gone is pretty, uh, pretty unbelievable. Brian, is there a matchup in this game that you're looking forward to? Absolutely. And, and like Kevin, uh, we just talked about him, and I'm going to say Adrian Peterson. I, I could see Peterson having a huge night. Um, you, you know, at Chicago, he's put up some great numbers there in the past. Um, again, because they're, you know, they just let Patricia go. Peterson's going to have to, st- and, and maybe, maybe Swift doesn't play. Peterson's going to be playing for a job, um, whether it's in Detroit or with another team. Um, you know, and I could see him going off. And uh, in, in, to your point, Ryan, if Akeem Hicks isn't in there, it certainly changes the dynamic of that front seven for Chicago. You saw when Dalvin Cook, uh, when Akeem Hicks went out, uh, Dalvin Cook finally started to see some daylight when we were playing you guys. But before, Akeem Hicks was just eating them up. So game changer, game changer. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking Adrian Peterson is going to have a good night. I really do feel that way. Brian, I got to Brian, I got to tell you last time you said in cousins, we trust. I laughed a little bit. Uh, we mocked a little bit and damn dude, you were right. All right, I was folks. About, right about cousins and Jefferson. Heck of a player. Well-respected Ross Kotzma, our Packers insider talked about him quite a bit as well. All right, mm-hmm. folks, here we come to the, the end of this podcast. Molly, I want to hear your thoughts to a, how do you see this game playing out and what is your final score prediction for this game? I think it's going to be extremely close the whole way through. Uh, I think 17 to 17 towards the end. Stafford will lead us down the field, right? We won't score a touchdown, but Prater will hit like a 52-ish yarder for the win, 2017. Okay. All right. Kevin, what? how do you see this one playing out? So very close to mine. So very close. Uh, I love the fact that you brought up Stafford uh, coming back. I I think there was a stat I saw that he has, you know, one of the quarterbacks in the NFL who has some of, you know, the largest number of comebacks um, because that dude, like Brian said, he's a gamer. I'm saying Lions win 20 to 14. Brian, what about you? I think Molly's pretty darn close to it. Um, Again, division division game, you always play your division rivals really hard. At Chicago, that's a tough place to play. Um, but I could see them I could see them I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fourteen ten Lions. Wow, that is that's an interesting score, Brian. Okay. Uh so obviously I am the only Bears fan here and I am picking the Bears 24 to 17. I think Mitch Trubisky uh played decent at times against the Packers and I feel his history against the Lions holds true. I think the Bears are a desperate team in need of a win right now. So we'll see how it happens. I want to thank Kevin Olefsky. Brian Highfield, but especially I want to thank Molly Murray. Thank you so much for being here, Molly, and sharing your thoughts uh, on the, the Lions, what it's like to be a Lions fan in Bear territory. 
for all of you that are listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it more than you guys know. We've, we've seen subscriptions go up. We've, uh, it has been awesome. And we just want to say thank you guys for all the listens, the reads, everything that you guys are doing for the Bear Down Report. We appreciate it greatly. As always, my friends, bear down. <laughs>